You know what I really love? <laughs> the Arnie State Show. It's filthy as hell. That is bona fide badass. Hit it, Maestro. Listen up, ass face. Ass, ass face. You're getting some ass. Yeah, All right. Baby. Good Friday morning. Yes, indeed, it is Friday. It's fun Friday. 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 And you are about to embark into a ride on the Arnie State Show. Oh, I say welcome aboard, people. This train is going to take off here in a minute, and we've got lots and lots of stops to make. But thank you so much for being here uh, this morning. I played the how about the you Cowboys, or how about them Cowboys here? Uh, look, look, look. A win's a win is a win. That's what I'll say. I ain't going to go and crow and talk all kinds of shit about that win because fucking Saints called me yesterday and said, hey, if we fly you down, will you play? I, I was like, no, I can't. It's against the Cowboys. I can't do it. Otherwise, I would have taken them up on their one-game offer. But it was against the Cowboys. I can't do that to the Cowboys. Uh, they won. Dak Prescott, they, once again, I will say it. The Dallas Cowboys will not win a Super Bowl with Dak Prescott as a quarterback. I'm sorry. I'm a bigger Cowboy fan than you are. All you Cowboy fans out there that are yelling at me, I'm a bigger Cowboy fan than you are. And I see the writing on the wall. Motherfucker should have thrown for about 600 yards last night against the Saints. Ezekiel Elliott's hurt. They need to bench his sorry ass. They won. Thank God we have a defense. Good Lord. What did we have, like 68 interceptions last night? It was a great game. I'm very happy about it. Very, very happy. It doesn't sound like I'm happy. It, I, I'm not happy because I also watched that goddamn Alec Baldwin thing. Now, let, let me just say... Let, 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 let's get the good mornings out the way, shall we, before I start to really fucking lose my mind again. Hangtown Jen, first one here today. She says, happy Friday, ass family. Douglas says, how about that, ass family? We made it Friday. Good fucking morning. Amen, Douglas. By the way, you can check the social media page, The Arnie State Show. Douglas sent me a great video from YouTube, and I wanted to share it with everybody, but I gave Douglas full credit. Douglas is the first one to send it to me. It's about the three little pigs and their battle against gun control. It's fantastic. Uh, Straight Fire says, here's to a giant heaping portion of Friday ass. Amen to that. Braddy Kid, good morning to you. I hope that you have a splendid, spectacular day. Harrison says, how about them Cowboys? Douglas says, Taysom Hill is such a great quarterback, LMAO. Yeah, the guy sucked. C.D. Gaton, what up? How are you? Douglas says Pollard's better than Elliott. Yeah, I agree with that. Totally. Totally agree with that. Pollard busted off a 58-yard run, man. That dude's got wheels. Saints won their last three out of four games and have a good defense. Good win. No, the Saints are on a four-game losing streak. What are you talking about, Harrison? Saints are no good. Their defense is all right, but, man, they're terrible. In front says good morning, everyone. Douglas says, fuck Alec Baldwin, what a piece of shit, narcissistic shit who doesn't take responsibility for his actions. Okay, now before we get to this Alec Baldwin thing, because I'm fired up about it, I thought, straight fire, what up, buddy? Uh, um, I found this yesterday, and since we are in the holiday time, let this be my first official holiday song that I play. Try not. 
Redskins streak. Cowboys need that win to maintain first. In the- oh, yeah. Oh, look. Hey, a win's a win's a win. I'm not upset at the win, Harrison. We got the Redskins next week, and then we got the Giants, and then Redskins again. We'll go ahead and eliminate the Redskins in these three weeks. That's fine. Uh, Mike D says, good morning, ass family, and Arnaldo P.S. Pam was hotter than sissy. Stop it! We do not, we do not besmirch the name of sissy from Urban Cowboy on this show. Pam was a home-wrecking whore. Darn, I wanted to watch the Alec Baldwin thing, but I did not have time last night. I'm going to try to catch it this weekend. Well, I I hope I don't ruin it here for you. John Schneider, good old Bo Duke, God bless that man. He's come out and eviscerated Alec Baldwin. Not that he's anybody to eviscerate. Um. So the, the, the thing is, is that Alec Baldwin says he never pulled a trick. Well, This is the thing you have to know. We've all seen cowboy movies and stuff where the cowboy takes his revolver and he takes his hand and he slides it on top of that the the thing where the hammer is and just flicks it back. Now he's not setting, he's not cocking. Let's all be fifth graders here. Cock. (laughs) Cock, 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 cock. He's not actually cocking the gun. He's taking it back to the cocking range and letting it go. And what happens is the hammer hits the, the bullet and the gun fires, okay? A revolver, uh, these are these, the, this could be a half-cock notch. These are not considered to be a safe position the, in the half-cocked area. There are a lot of half-cock notch revolvers that are out there. I don't know what kind of gun this was. I don't. Brett says, good morning. I'm getting some ass this morning. By cock, do you mean rooster? No, I, by cock, I mean set. So he admitted that he took, he took the hammer of the gun as back as far as he could before it actually cocked, before it locked into place, and you need to squeeze the trigger then to fire said thing, unless you've taken it back far enough and then you just release it and it goes. And that's what he did. He dis oh, so we can't say he he pulled the trigger. He 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 discharged a firearm. Okay. Now that's a look. Mike D says, "Wonder if Bo ever checked his bow before he shot." Oh wait, like it's a like a gun. It's up to the person who squeezes the trigger or pulls the bow. Now. Look, this whole hour-long interview with Steph, with George steps on a lot of puss. 
all this was was a self-serving way that Alec Baldwin could get his story, his narrative out there before the authorities finish their research, finish their investigation of this story. This is him saying, oh, look at me. Whenever somebody says, oh, I don't want anybody to think of me as a victim, that means I am the victim here. Oh, sure, there's a dead gal and a guy who got winged. But I'm watching this interview, and this is my daily observation here today is of Alec Baldwin. And I'm not going to use the entire hour to do this because there's far too many stories that we have to get to. Um, so half cock like a grower, not a shower. Yeah, kind of like that. Um, he discharged a weapon on a movie set. Now, I will say this right now. I don't know what the protocol is because the only person that's really called him out is somebody else who I don't like, and that's George Clooney, who says every time he's handed a weapon on set, he checks to make sure the load is right or it's loaded, whatever. Now, I don't know if George Clooney goes as too far as as they had a prop master that they didn't use his face last night where they say they have to shake the bullet to see if there's anything in there. Now, I don't know if George Clooney unloads the entire gun and shakes every bullet and then puts it back and then gets ready to fight do the scene. I don't know if he's that anal about it. Buenos dias, Ogre. Good morning, Arised. Um, but whoever put the bullet in the gun is the part person who's the most responsible because we're on a movie set. They still haven't told us why there were any live rounds on this set. He released the hammer. That's exactly what he did. He released the hammer. Oh, yeah, Douglas. Oh, I'm surprised. I'm surprised. I'm surprised they haven't done that yet. He says, well, Alec Baldwin is white. If he were black, just wait for it. Oh, yeah, if this was Chris Tucker or, 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 or Kevin Hart, yeah, they'd be in prison. Yeah, I'm sure. George Clooney shakes his bullets when he does anal. I, I, I'm all, I'm all, A-M-A-L. Ogre, it's A-M-A-L. This whole thing last night was sickening to watch. George Stephanopoulos, he, he is a lot to bear the responsibility of this because he, he partook in this, please, please look at me as the victim thing last night. I, I, I don't even know what to call last night's fiasco. Alec Baldwin was asked at the end of the show, and this this one threw me for a fucking loop. When they asked him if he feels guilty, and he said no. I was like, what? If, if I held a gun in my hand, and I released the hammer and it went off, I would have some guilt. That I took someone's life. Now, that if I was if I was a regular human being, me, I don't care. I probably would have pulled the trigger. I would have clicked until that some bitch was empty. But he released the hammer. No, I I, I feel no guilt over this. No, 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 no. You don't feel any guilt over it at all. Are you kidding me? 
It's at the end of the interview. Watch it. He says he feels no guilt. And I was like, oh, wow. Boy, oh, boy. Man, oh, man. You just fucked yourself, pal. Um, well, being accused and almost being guilty, he didn't want to make any guilty comments. So, yeah, that's true. That's a good call. Thank you. Alec Baldwin was actually honest when he said he doesn't feel guilty. I'm sure he doesn't. He's a terrible human being. When I accidentally run over a mouse or a frog, I feel fucking guilt. Jesus Christ, you jerk. Uh, him crying that day, feeling guilt. Yeah, I mean, why was he why was he crying? Because he had only met her two days before. I mean, it, 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 it's funny. It's funny when they, like, because I, I said, oh, he's going to say, I, I said in my own head, because I was flipping back, I had it recorded, and I was going back to the Cowboy game. So they asked him a question, I flipped the Cowboys game, and I'm thinking in my head, oh, he's definitely going to, this has been him being the victim the whole time. And he comes back, and he says, no, I don't feel any guilt. I'm like, what? <laughs> Is it wrong that I feel glee when mice are frying in my electric mouse trap, little fuckers? So there you go. If you can catch it, watch this this hour long shit show of uh Well the trigger wasn't pulled. I didn't pull the trigger. No, no, no. I, I would never point a gun at anyone and pull a trigger at them, never. No, no, you would just point a gun and then release a hammer. That's all. No big deal there. By the way, if you've ever played with cap guns, you know exactly what he did. If you ever played with a cap gun that, that you had to thread the caps through to where the hammer did that, you know you didn't have to pull the trigger to release that. Yeah, that's the best acting. It is his job to pretend, Mike D. I'll say this. That's the best acting Alec Baldwin's ever done. The first few times when he goes into crying, I'm like, I still don't see any tears. Usually when somebody cries, and and you're talking about a guy who's been a trained actor for the last 40 years who can cry on command. But, yeah, there were no tears. Not until he started talking about his family and his career. He said if he felt guilt, he would probably kill himself. If he felt guilty about it, he'd kill himself. That's when I just said enough. Click. No, he wouldn't. He's too in love with himself. There is no way Alec Baldwin would ever even contemplate suicide. The reason why we got those pictures of him crying on the phone afterwards with his wife is because he realized his career is in jeopardy. He's got six fucking kids. He is worried about his career. That's why he was on the phone with his wife crying. Oh, my God. I mean, if you don't feel any guilt, you wouldn't be crying afterwards, would you? All right, enough about that piece of shit. Let's go ahead and talk about another piece of shit. By the way, oh, oh, this, is he here? Hold on a second. I want to see if, is Derek here yet? Derek is not logged on yet. All right, well, everybody, it's Derek's birthday, so when Derek logs on, it was his birthday yesterday, and we missed it. So we got to tell him, hey, happy belated birthday, Derek. Uh, Same reason Dak was crying after he broke his leg. Exactly. 
Whose tears were real, Kyle Rittenhouse or Alec Baldwin? My money is on Kyle. Oh, I'll bet on Kyle all day long. By the way, my jokes of the day today are this one. Why didn't Alec Baldwin get the role as Stormtrooper in Star Wars? Because when he shoots, he doesn't miss. And why is it illegal to do reverse cowgirl in Tennessee? Because you never turn your back on family. (laughs) There you go. Uh, All right, let's start with this whole fucking... Oh, wait, do I have the right thing? Is this one it? Yes. Omicron talk. That's right, we got to talk Omicron. The the latest and greatest version of COVID-19. Lots and lots of dickheads were out last night, including the one and only biggest dickhead in America. I don't know. That, that's kind of a race now between Fauci and Biden to see who the biggest dickhead in America is. Because Anthony Fauci has come out and told a town hall meeting. Why is he getting a town hall meeting? To wear masks indoors, even if fully vaccinated and boosted. I'm just gonna I'd look look, I I have to I have to try to control myself. If you're fully vaccinated and you're boosted, why should you have to wear a mask? Oh, that's right, because the vaccine and the booster doesn't prevent you from getting or spreading this 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 virus. Then why get it? I have it. I have it once again. But he came out and told a whole group of people in the same room, uh, even if you're indoors, you should probably wear a mask. Even at your own house? Why, yes. What an asshole. By the way, worst vaccine ever. This is by far the worst vaccine ever made. You know what vaccine is better? The cooties vaccine. I got a cootie shot, and guess what? I never got cooties. What a dick bag. I, I, I hate Anthony Fauci more and more every single day. And, and I got I'm kind of surprised. Does he have like a lot of security around him? That somebody hasn't taken a shot at him? Oh, shit, I don't wear masks, but I identify as not fucking caring. Well, I identify as I am wearing a mask. That's my new identity. By the way, speaking of that now, expect this, and this is one of those things that, look, we all hate it. Or at least there's a lot of us that hate it. Yep, uh, driving by cause, uh, the casinos this morning, I noticed at Mount Blue Marquee, backed by popular demand, masks. So they are now required in casinos again. Yes, the federal travel mask mandate is not going anywhere anytime soon. They're saying probably expect until March at least, which will be uh, 13 months since the first Mandate was issued on February 1st of 2021. Now, look, look, I don't have any plans to fly. And the airline industry, 
They, they just sit back and they just go, go ahead, force your mandates because people are going to use us because they have to. I mean, it's so dumb. Uh, I'll get, let me read well. Yeah, wearing a mask in your own home is far worse. You see, you and your family share bacteria and viruses, so the group immunity of that particular pod is stronger. That's why a lot of kids born at home are healthier because they're literally born in the bacteria they're accustomed to. In a hospital, their undeveloped immune systems aren't used to the plethora of bad shit. My kids eat dirt, play outside, etc., but barely ever get sick. Yeah, that's the truth. That's the truth. But ever since we started slapping antibacterial shit on kids, they've been getting sick all the time. Kids get sick. That's how they build up their immune system. But now, if you have to fly on an airplane, you have to continue to wear a mask. And once again, let me just say this. I would imagine that at least 50%, because this country is torn down the middle when it comes to politics and policies and things like that. At least 50% of the people that are working that flight, and I'm talking about the pilots, and I'm talking about the waiters and waitresses of the sky, the stewards and stewardesses, the flight attendants, and the male flight attendants. I I just wanted to annoy them by calling them all those different funny names, like waiters in the sky. Um, They have a job to do. And their job requires them to make you continue to wear a mask. I would imagine that at least 50% of them hate it, that they don't want to be wearing masks up there as well. Just comply with them. Either comply with them when they're fly- when you're flying or don't fly. Those are the choices you have. You have a choice when it comes to traveling. Those people are simply doing their jobs. There's no need to get into a fight with them. There's no reason to throw fecal matter at them. They're just doing their jobs. And I imagine, uh, at le- like I said, at least half of them fucking hate it. Uh, let's see. Douglas says, uh, my son licked cars, carts during the Rona, so he has a good immune system. Oh, and I can't wait to remind him about that when he's a teenager, yeah? I'm reading a book about how crooked Fauci is and what a sham COVID is. This is V. Coop. Hundreds of high-profile doctors were interviewed for it, and they label COVID as dot, 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 dot. Once again, a cold. Even Omicron. Lockdowns were meant to prevent care so that the cold would progress to the point of needing hospitalization. Look, that's what this is. It's a cold. Is it a bad cold? Sure. For some people, if you have underlying issues, once again, once again, god damn. I've been talking about this for almost fucking two years now. Almost two years of this shit I've gone through. When I want to talk about how much I hate Alec Baldwin or or LeBron James, which we got to talk about. There's something weird going on with LeBron James. But I don't want to talk. I, I hate talking about masks. I hate talking about the vaccine. I hate all this. By the way, Merriam-Webster, we said it on the show yesterday. Merriam-Webster's word of the year is vaccine. Let me just guess real quick. I have to, I have to pull out my... Uh, my sheet for uh, 
for all my picks and things. My next thing next year, five. Webster's Word of the Year will be Booster. Because that's what they're going to do all year now is talk about getting a booster shot for this. Yet, isn't it weird how Omicron is only affecting people that have the vaccine? Isn't that kind of strange? I haven't heard about a lot of people. The first guy, patient zero, they found in San Francisco, fully vaccinated, including the booster. But he still got Omicron. That's pretty fucking good. That's a perfect one right there. Uh, but yes, if you're gonna fly, just wear your mask. They, they do those people a favor. They look, man. They they're just trying to just trying to earn a living. That's all. Yeah, and I can't blame them for that. All right, now what's next? Uh, oh, 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 oh. We we literally, uh, well, you know what, hold on. Before I get to that, let me get to this uh, LeBron James story. This is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. So, what was it, two or three days ago, LeBron James tested positive for, for coronavirus. I don't know if it was Omicron, but he had COVID. He tested positive, so they sent him home. He wasn't able to make the Northern California trip. Well, then, like, yesterday he posted a tweet saying something's fishy. And lo and behold, last night it was revealed that LeBron James can come back and play. And here I have more of the story. So he initially failed a test. He, he tested positive for COVID. And then he took another test right away, and it said negative. So then they had to do a final third uh, PCR test, which came back positive. So he had two positives and a negative, so they said, okay, you got to go home. And then he tweeted something's fishy going on, right? He was upset over the whole thing. And lo and behold, wouldn't you know that he tested negative, negative on a couple tests, and the NBA reinstated him right away. Isn't that weird? Hmm. When other players who get tested and they test positive for it, they go home, and we don't hear from them for 10 days. But LeBron gets to come back in three? Huh. <laughs> the tests were funded by the Clippers. Uh, CD says, I feel like all these people wearing masks constantly in their cars and everywhere they go or later once they stop wearing them will be a sucker, will be sicker than a dog catching everything. It's like living in a bubble when you come out. You're ugh sick. Yeah. Oh, look. Like I don't even carry a mask with me anywhere I go anymore. But their place here in Texas, all of Dallas County, you know, we, oh, we require a mask. We were shopping on Monday. We had to go out. We were out there at the mall, and, and every store you went into, they're like, oh, could you put a mask on, please? Hmm. 
He probably called President Z over in China. Yeah, that's what he did. He's like, hey, you ain't going to get any transistor radios for a year. I'm so, I, I'm so sick of this. And th- this proves how stupid this whole thing is. So our girl, the redheaded slut, Jen P. Sackey, what a fucking skank this this trollop is. Um, she came out and did a White House uh, press briefing yesterday and said this. this. This is what she said. This, is, this makes no sense to me. That the root cause of this big crime surge that we're seeing, you know, the looting and all that kind of thing, the root cause, you ready? I, 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 I look, I, I, you ready? Is COVID-19. So I guess this is a side effect. If you get COVID, you become a violent person that likes to steal from stores. I didn't realize that was one of the symptoms. But this is the root cause of the crime surge in this country. Well, wait a second. I'm going to have to, I'm I'm just going to have to do this real quick. That was bullshit. Warning, warning, bullshit alert. Yeah, I've got to give her a a buzzer on that. i got to give her a buzzer on that. Uh, I only wear a mask when it's enforced, and even then, I'm not patronizing their establishment if they enforce it. Just say you don't want my money. Harrison says, I haven't worn a mask in months in Texas. Well, the other days were our, our first time. We were, we were in the mall, and we were going into different shops that had security that was only allowing a certain number of people in due to Omicron. So the White House has linked violent crime to the pandemic. Somebody want to tell me once again how this guy isn't the dumbest president we've ever had? It's linked to this. This is what it's linked to. It's linked to these protests. You know, these mostly peaceful protests where they set fires and they do all these things. And see, the bad people, the bad people, they watch television. And they pay attention. And they said, hey, did you see that in Minnesota? They set a police precinct on fire. And nobody got arrested for doing it. So the cops really aren't. And, and, and once again, I guess it was the pandemic that made the legislature in California decide not to prosecute people who steal less than $950 worth of stuff? Where, where is that? There was, God damn it, where is the story at? There's a story about how these criminals in L.A., a group of them were were caught some people were caught in from some of these robberies but they don't want to they 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 let them go 
Because you see, they're impoverished people and they can't afford the bail to get out of jail. So they just let him go. Uh. Uh. Huh? You see, when you break the law, the bail is there to let you out of jail. But if you don't have the bail, you can, you can pay for your crime by spending time in jail until the judge lets you go. It's, it's what's also called time served. This is amazing to me. That we, we have allowed this many stupid people to run our country. I, I just, I, I don't understand. That, that the crime spree happening in America is due to COVID-19. There it is, the COVID Baldwin defense. I didn't do it. I never do it. <laughs> I had COVID. Uh, she says, I think a root cause in a lot of communities is the pandemic. You have got to be the stupidest fucking person on the face of the earth to believe that violent crimes and break-ins and all this kind of shit is due to the pandemic. No, 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 no. No, no, no. It's to the bad guys knowing what the law is going to do now. They know they're going to be able to get... Look, look, they showed it on TV in Sacramento when there was one of these quote-unquote peaceful protests that started at 7, and then 9 o'clock, that's when the, the hootenanny started. They're breaking into a shoe store in downtown Sacramento. Police were ordering the assailants out of the store, even helping them jump out of the window that they broke to get in. And they were carrying shoes out when they were leaving, and the police did nothing. If I'm a criminal, I'm thinking to myself, look what I did. I went to Sacramento to perform on my 50th birthday. I stole about $200 worth of stuff from the fucking big and tall store. I didn't get caught. Nobody came after me. I wasn't that sly about it. So now the next time a big crime comes out, well, we all know what it is. It's COVID or whatever disease is running rampant at the time. Unfucking believable. <sighs> All right, uh, let's see. Let, let, we gotta go to this because yesterday was yet another day in the life of. Jizzling, 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 I'm begging you, please don't take that girl. Jizzling, 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 Please don't take her to that awful man. Your money is beyond compare with fancy cars and clothes to wear with dollar bills and stacks and stacks of green. 
Your smile is so frightening. Your cooch is nothing I have seen. I would never serve you to an enemy. Gisling. All right, lots to get to with Gisling. Now, now I, I'm sorry. Yesterday, yesterday I I didn't play the daily sex act and hearing Gisling because uh, the housekeeper. Jeffrey Epstein's former housekeeper said that Ghislaine Maxwell was the lady of the house and remembers that they shared a bedroom together. Now, maybe this is where Jeffrey would practice something that's also known as the Green Bay Butter Churner. A horrible multi-stage sexual act. In the first stage, milk is procured from a lactating woman. Then, the woman is anally fisted until she has attained anal width sufficient to receive the insertion of her own breast milk. Then, she is asked until the milk turns to butter. The butter is then extracted and served over toast, serves up to 12. For double servings, use two fists or two women. There you go. Now, maybe she did that one, and, and since I missed today, she could have done this one as well. She could have been... Wolf bagging. To have anal sex with a person who, prior to the deed, has swallowed a piece of raw bacon with a length of string attached to it. One end of the string hangs out of the mouth of the anal recipient and as the moment approaches for the anal giver. He yanks the piece of string, causing the other person to vomit up the piece of bacon. During vomiting, the muscles in the anus become tightly clenched, causing an amazing sensation for the anal giver. We indulged in a spot of wolf bagging and had a nice bacon sandwich afterwards. There you go. Now that, that I don't know, I don't have it on authority that that's what Galeen and Jeffrey Max or Jeffrey Epstein were doing, but they could have been. <laughs> v Coop says white or wheat toast. I think that's up to you. Hangtown Jen says no, no one is wolf bagging. Oh my God, no, I can't. Maybe, I don't know, maybe it's because Jeffrey Epstein as a kid practiced the Soggy Biscuit. Soggy Biscuit is a masturbation game played mostly by teenage groups in which the participants stand around a biscuit masturbating until ejaculating onto it. The last person to do so must eat the biscuit. Maybe, maybe, maybe he and Ghislaine would, would practice mulch bagging. It's when a person kills a prostitute or a runaway someone nobody will miss, has sex with her, and buries the body. Some months later, they dig up the body and put their open mouth between the deceased's legs while a friend jumps on her stomach. The woman's decaying insides, including the perpetrator's old sperm, spurt into his mouth. There you go. You guys, you guys got an extra helping of it today. And let me just say you are very, very, very welcome. Uh, none of that has come out in the transcripts yet. If they they the have been, whoop, if they've been doing the Green Bay butter churner or the 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 wolf bagging, I don't know. <laughs> uh, Soggy biscuit is a gay game. Okay. Uh, let's see. Fucking a Arnie, keep this up, and there'll be nothing left for my fat ass to eat. You're gonna make me skinny just on pure gross outs alone. No straight boys are gonna ever engage in the biscuit thing. This must be the origin of queer eye for the straight guy. Uh, sorry I'm late. Good morning, ass family. How about them cowboys? Yes, how about them cowboys? We talked about how they won last night. <laughs> 
ugly win, but hey, a win's a win. Uh, yeah, the former housekeeper, she testified in detail on Thursday about uh, the, the housekeeper was a man. His name is Juan Alessi. He also spoke about Jane, who was previously gave harrowing testimony about the abuse she suffered for years. Isn't it weird that the housekeeper is talking about one of the victims and he knows who it is? Boy, that doesn't spell fucking guilt to me. I don't know what does. Also, this was just released, and this cannot be good. This could be why Jeffrey Epstein suicided himself. His access to the the White House was phenomenal. Logs reveal he visited former president Bill Clinton, at least 17 times while he was in office. (laughs) Dozen times in 1994 and twice in one day. Yeah, he killed himself. In the Mexican Matrix, he'd be the one. Wow, isn't that weird? Man. One day visit was September 29th, 1993 for a reception organized by White House Historical Association after he donated $10,000, which he was photographed attending with the aforementioned Galena Maxwell. Isn't that fucking convenient? I'm going to put my prediction out here. I'm, I'm not going to write it down because I think we can all agree on this. We're not, I'm not going to shed light on anything nobody knows about here. Can we all agree that we're never going to know the depths of this? I guess the lawyers were fighting in court yesterday over opening yet another one of the black books. We're never going to get the real story. There's, there, look, there's going to be way too many people involved. With all the people that visited that island, I think what we're going to get, we're going to get all the celebrities that visited the island. Not the congressmen and women, not the senators, no political people. I don't think we'll get many political people outside of Bill Clinton. But we'll never know the extent of this and how, how just how awful it was. We're never going to get that. We can only hope that we get a few names that will hopefully feed our need to know this. And, and by the way, I think the American people deserve to know this. It's such a disgusting story that this old, gross man, Jeffrey Epstein, was plugging 14-year-olds. I, I, I'm sorry. There, there's just, something's got to give here. I hope Bill outlives Hillary because when she dies, he's going to write a tell-all and make billions plus use sympathy to get laid. Have you seen him lately? I mean, she's a manatee. 
She is she is the hungriest of the hippos. She has gained and gained and gained. Bill looks sick. I you know what I think this is what I think. Hold on. I wanted to shoot some nose spray in my nose, not gross out gin. I've already grossed her out enough. There you go. Um I think she's slowly poisoning him. Like every day she puts a little bit more rat poison in his food. You look at him, he looks terrible. He's shaking in his boots because he knows Hillary doesn't love him due to the fact that he's cheated on her so many times. She is going to let him fucking, she is going to push him out into the wide open space when all this shit comes out. I use Afrin. The green Afrin, that's what I use. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it almost more than Copenhagen. Dude, Hillary has gained so much weight now, she hosts a morning show and cackles. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Wow. Boy, there, there, there's a wrestling match that I don't want to see. Man, oh, man. That would be like Earthquake taking on King Kong Bundy. In this corner, we have... (laughs) And in this corner, we have Hillary. I believe they were put together as a power couple for the cameras, and that's it. Yeah, well, they started in college. I I think that that he was so fast-tracked in the Democratic Party and the Young Democrats, and he's hanging out with JFK. He met him when he was a teenager that they saw potential in this young guy. They saw how suave he was, how debonair, or in, in Arkansas, they do pronounce it deboner. And they said, hey, we need this guy to, to run for He can be the governor of Arkansas easy. That doesn't take a lot. Hell, you could elect a fucking Bic Pen to be a damn Arkansas governor. No offense to anybody living in Arkansas, but total offense to you. I mean, for Christ's sake, Texas is not much better. We would actually, we would have probably elected Matthew McConaughey if he ran. But they put him together with her. This is a power couple. I I agree that this was a a sanctioned marriage. I don't even know if he, I, knowing Bill, Bill fucked Hillary. I think they had sex a couple times until she got pregnant. As soon as she got pregnant and popped out a kid, boy, they were perfect. They were the perfect American couple. Hillary's mad because everyone likes Bill more than her. Yeah, because Bill's fun. Bill's a party animal. Bill's a guy at a party that will put the lampshade on his head. Bill's the guy. Bill's the guy when he when you play the game. I never. He never puts his drink down. Unless it's I've never inhaled. God, that joke is fucking thirty years old. How do you get that much access to the fucking White House? Seventeen times. What are you doing today? Going to the White House again? Oh. I mean, like, like if we were summoned to the White House, we'd be like, oh, man, that's pretty cool. Jeff Ramsey's like, I got to go to the White House 
again. He's the modern-day sicker version of Forrest Gump. Bill's about to eat raw pig with Peter Griffin. He's so cool. Oh, man. That fucking family. All right. More stupidity in our world. I have to bring you these stories because when I see them, I go, I I can't say this without citing it. Duke University researchers. Get ready. Sit down for this one. Say that farmers markets and food charity programs are a part of white supremacy culture. A lecture series by Duke University researchers focus on racial framework to food issues. Eliminating elements such as food charity and farmers markets are part of white supremacist food cultures. So, did Duke University just say that farmers are white supremacists? I thought it was. I, I I really thought that we had jumped the shark when when Pete Booty, call, our our secretary of the trans, uh, transportation, said that roads are racist. Now food is racist, and charity is racist. Well, that's good to know. Because I never, I, I will never help a food bank again. And you know what I'll do? This is what I'll do. I'll go down to a food bank with my megaphone. I need to purchase a megaphone. And yell at folks of color who go to use that and go, Get out of here, you Uncle Tom. You're playing into white supremacists. Booty gig, that's it, that's right, booty gig. I, I, I don't know where these people come up with it. I think they try to out-stupid one another. Now, the person, one of the people that's responsible for this, uh, uh, let's see, Zuck, Jennifer Zuckerman and Allison Conrad, both white, of Duke University World Food Policy Center, claim that whiteness has shaped every part of food culture, evil labeling good and bad foods as an expression of racial power dynamics. They define white supremacy culture as the idea that white people and their ideas, thoughts, beliefs, and actions are inherently superior to those of people of color. She insists that this has been reproduced by all institutions of our society. Derek, good Friday morning to you, and I am so sorry we missed your birthday yesterday. Derek. Happy birthday to you. Now, let's take a look at this. 
White people and their thoughts, ideas, beliefs, and actions are inherently superior to those people of color. Couldn't we say the same for people of color? That black people think that their thoughts, beliefs, and actions are superior to those other people that aren't their color? And by the way, what's wrong with thinking that? I'm being honest here. I'm being honest here. What's wrong with thinking? If if I think pimento cheese is the best cheese out there, there are a lot of people that aren't going to agree with me. And so pimento cheese is mainly a white person food. Well, pardon me, I'm white. I'm not allowed to 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 think that that pimento cheese is the best cheese. That's racist that I think that pimento cheese is the best cheese. I, I, I'm so I, I'm so gobsmacked. Mexican people think that their food is better than anybody else's food. Italians think their food is better than any other anybody else's food. The French are the worst. They say they pretty much invented food. So does that make French people racist? We'll go ahead and say check. Mexicans racist, check. Italians are racist, check. What the actual fuck is going on? Harrison, you're just fucked up if you think Brussels sprouts are the best food. That's gross. V. Coop says Mexicans ain't wrong there. I would say not. I love Mexican food. I love soul food. Have you ever had real soul food? I have. It's good. Some of it. Some of it ain't, but some white food ain't good. I'm so tired of how everybody is using everything as race now. This is why we can't have conversations with people anymore, because now food banks are racist. Uh, it's so dumb. It is so goddamn dumb. Like, I'm confused. Like, what happens if you eat oranges? Are you pro-Mexican or are you you're white because you're eating oranges? Harrison says Mexicans are racist. Everyone has prejudice. Everyone is bigoted. Mexicans think they're better than other Latin Americans. I hear it from my wife's family. Look, look, here's the thing. Here's the thing we all have to to realize. Now, let's take race out of it. And I've said this before, and I've upset people when I say this, but you know what? Fuck your feelings. I don't care anymore about feelings. Feelings don't make the world go around. Everybody is bigoted towards something. Towards tall people, short people, fat people, thin people. Smart people, dumb people, Catholics, Baptists, Methodists, Pentecostals, Presbyterians, midgets, 
right-handed people, left-handed people. We're all bigoted. Everybody has a, a bigotry gene in them. Now, if we don't allow people to do something based on that, then you're holding them back, and it's wrong. But it's still okay if you are bigoted that way. If you don't like midgets, then don't fucking go hang out with midgets. It's funny. I thought food was the way cultures shared themselves. Food was the way we explore other worlds. It, I, it unifies. It, it See, Jen, you understand. This is why this is so dumb. And this is Duke University. This isn't like, you know, some podunk community college. This is what they like to refer to as the Harvard of the South. But I got to say, these have got to be some of the dumbest smart people I've ever seen in my life. Mexicans are racist uh, against other Mexicans. It's kind of funny. My buddy was telling me that Mexicans that are more indigenous would get more prejudice than the ones that are more European heritage. Yeah, fuck, man. We're... (sighs) This whole idea that Reginald or that well, what's his name was Reginald Denny was the guy who got hit with a brick. Rodney King was the one who came out and said, "Can't we all just get along?" Do you know why everybody laughed at that? Do you want to know why everybody laughed at that? Because everybody knows we ain't gonna all get along. We can't even get along with our own families. Think about it. There's somebody in your family that you can't stand. For me. Well, it's pretty much everybody whose name isn't Arnie. This idea that we have to get along with everybody, we don't. Now, would would, would I do something heinous to my sister? No, I'm not going to do anything like that. Why? Because I don't. I'm not. I'm not a murderer. I can be pushed. But. That takes a special heinous breed of of human being. We're not that. And all these smart people, all these, and, and what it is, what it all boils down to, it boils down to this weird, I don't know where it comes from. If somebody could tell me where it comes from, I'd appreciate it. This This guilt, this... This guilt that we have in our DNA. I'm not talking about the lack of guilt that Alec Baldwin has. I'm talking about the guilt that people have for things they never did, they were never a part of, they they have no control over it. And what I'm talking about mainly is history. Why are there college kids apologizing to black kids for slavery? I'm so sorry that we enslaved your people. We? I didn't do it. I wasn't a part of it. My ancestors weren't a part of it. I feel no guilt about that. But there's so many people out there that have this enormous, and this is why we've gone so politically correct, is because there's this guilt. And like I said, I wish somebody could tell me where it came from. Is this guilt because you don't have any guilt in your life that you haven't done anything bad and you just need to feel guilty about something? Is that what this is? 
Because if that's the case, that's part of your feelings. And like I said on this show, that's, you know what? We, we're going to do something here today. We, we, we are going to make an amendment to the, the ass show constitution. I don't like that one. That's not a good one to do that to. Let's see. Uh, I, I, need, I need some. Oh, here we go. Hear ye, hear ye. On this day, the 3rd of December, in the year of the Lord, 2021, we are adding a third rule to the Arnie State Show, because there are only two rules, and those rules are consistency and logic. You have to use consistency and logic to be a part of this show. Rule number three is fuck your feelings. It's written down. It has, uh, by the way, can I get an ass family member to second the motion of the new rule? I'll wait. Ogre says, I have a psychological explanation. It might be long-winded. That's okay. What the fuck? I was expecting the Markle song. (laughs) I know, right? Well, maybe later. We'll see. Uh, V-Coop seconds it. Therefore, it shall pass. The new rule of the, the new rules. There are only three rules on the Arnie State Show. Consistency, logic, and fuck your feelings. I third, which makes it final. There you go. Those are the rules of this show. Everybody has feelings. The guilt thing, let me type it out. Okay, take your time, type it out. I ain't going anywhere. I'll wait. But I I, I think it's important. I I need to try to understand it. I mean, honestly, I don't know where this guilt thing comes from. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Let's go down here while he's typing. Uh, uh, Easy blacks commit crimes, get caught by law enforcement. Then they play the race cards to get out of it. Then the public's emotions get activated. Okay? That's one way to look at it. Uh, Let's see. I am very uh, empathetic. I feel deeply for a lot of things and a lot of people, a lot of issues, but I do not for one second feel guilt for anything that happened to anyone that was before my time. And I think that, you know what, that, that spelled out really well right there, Jen. Because you can feel empathy. You can feel empathy. But not guilt. You can go, oh, that's, that, that's horrible. You can say that's horrible. I, I've said it. Slavery was the worst time in American history. Till now. Uh, it's the worst thing we've ever did in this country. Till now. Uh, but that's, that's as far as I can go, as I can look at it and I go, yeah, that's bad. That's me being empathetic. I understand it was bad. I don't know what it was like. I'll never say I'll know what it's like. Are black people treated bad in this country? Yes. 
Are white people treated bad in this country? Yes. Are Mexicans treated bad in this country? Yes. Jewish people? Yes. You want me to go down the whole list? I will. Chinese? Yes. Japanese? Yes. Korean? Yes. Those three right there, they get treated badly because we can't tell which one's which. Sorry, but not sorry. Tell me I'm wrong. You see four Asian people of four different varieties, if you will, of Asian people walking down the street. Could you pick them out? I couldn't. I know they're Asian, so that's why I say Asian people. Uh, let's see, I'm guessing that there isn't a rule about not talking about the show like Fight Club. No, no, that, that, that should be another rule. That, that One of the rules of the Arnie State Show is the only thing you should talk about is the Arnie State Show. Uh, propose a fourth rule, Dr. Pepper is king of all sodas. It, 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 we already know that. That rule's a given right there. But this whole idea that, that now food is racist, come on, come on. Let's see, what else we got? Uh, no, Anna Richards, I do not need web help. I've already got that. I've got a superstar. Oh, shit, i got a meeting today, too. Uh, let's see. I'm still waiting on this thing from Ogre. Let's see. Uh, the California drought is bad, which means Northern California, you're fucked. California is likely to impose new urban water restrictions in the coming months as the ongoing drought continues to worsen. Well, it'll be, it'll be worse for the North because that's where everything will get passed. Straight Fire says, sleeping is racist if you call siesta and you're white. Well, we're going to have to trace back to see where the word nap came from. Because nap, nappy, nap is a root for nappy, and, and I, I just don't want to go there. If I say I'm taking a nap, am I culturally appropriating someone? Got to be careful. Yes, sleep now is racist. All sleep, racist. Look, we can go down. Look, we can go. We can look at every word out there, and we can make it racist. We can make everything out there racist if we wanted to. I don't want to. I'm not one of these people that has this overwhelmingness of guilt. By the way, if you did in California feel this overwhelming sense of guilt, then here's a brand new one for you. One United States state is responsible for consuming half of the oil from the Amazon rainforests. You know how the rainforests are to be protected, but we're drilling there and people are losing their minds for it? Well, I got to tell you, the oil extracted from the Yasuni and the wilder Amazon is exported around the world 66% goes to the U.S. on average, and the vast majority of that goes to, if you wanted to guess, who would it be? It's California. Congratulations, California. You are responsible 
for half of the oil taken from the rainforests. Jesus. Speaking of California today, I found your kids in California can be taken via warrant, meaning your kids are officially property. So much for your parental rights. Oh, you, you didn't really think the parents still had rights, did you? I mean, do, do we not recall everything that's just recently happened in Virginia? All right, here we go on this whole guilt subject here. As I see it, people have immediate needs of survival and then eventually work to prosper, to grow a society or an empire, your own personal success, etc. Once a person, or by extension a society, have achieved a magnificent level of power and met their goals, they can afford to start looking inward, to reflect upon a path to get there, and naturally a byproduct uh, is acknowledging your mistakes. Since America led the victory of World War II and led free world, it could turn inward and truly look at itself. It's no surprise the civil rights movement started in earnest during the prosperity of the 50s. Our prosperity has gotten so high, head and shoulders above the rest, that the introspection and ergo guilt will have gotten exponentially fast. Why? We need something more to strive for, another challenge. Without a challenge, we wither and die. Now, the wokeness might seem like a warped, bizarre striving, but to many people, it's legitimate. It goes hand-in-hand with seeking attention and approval. It gets faster and faster as more drug-like every passing year, hence the left eating itself and the idea you can't be woke enough. Now, I think that that was beautifully written, and I can see that. I can totally see that. And, and, And you know what? That could be what ends our... Our empire, because all great empires fall. You think about it, every great empire has fallen. And America is starting to fall. What if I, uh, what if I have Central and Southern American in my DNA, uh, have to test to prove it? Can I say siesta? <laughs> On a level more people might understand, look at James Hetfield as a personal example. He worked and worked and partied and became successful as hell. Once he achieved mastery, being the top of d- top dog of metal, he finally had the ability to look inward. He realized he had made mistakes and confronted his past to get better. No way that would have happened in the late 80s or 90s. Well, let, 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 let's dive into that. James Hetfield, through the 80s and 90s, was building up this empire, if you will. Now, along that way of building the empire, he enjoyed the spoils of victory, if you will. The spoils of groupies, the spoils of drugs, the spoils of alcohol. When he realized that those had overtaken him, and he looked inward to say, hey, I've got a problem with alcohol. Because I believe that was James Hetfield's main drug of choice was alcohol. He had to confront that. Now, here's the thing, though. It wouldn't have happened in the 80s or 90s. No, because then Metallica would have gone away. He, he, he was, I, I get what you're saying, that he was at a point where he could finally go, okay, i got to take care of this. There are some people, though, that have risen through the ranks and risen through all this and never had to do that. 
I don't know if that's necessarily what we're doing as America. I I got the the first part with the you know the the civil rights movement and things like that. I I get that. But the problem is if we keep doing it, if James Hetfield comes out and goes, you know what, uh, uh, I got to stop showering. No, uh, I'm a, I'm going to disagree with that, Harrison. Look, look, he's not putting Rob Halford, Dio, Ozzy, more top dogs. No. Metallica is the top dog when it comes to metal. Look, you, you can hate it all you want. You can say, oh, these, these guys are the godfathers of metal. Metallica is still Metallica. Metallica is the biggest rock band in the world. And that's saying a lot in this, this day and age of rock. Could Metallica have kept up with Ozzy and his, this version of Metallica? It's Metallica. Some people don't know who Rob Halford is. A lot more people know who James Hetfield is. And yes, see, this, this is where we get to it as a people. He just said that James Hetfield is top dog. That's it. Didn't put down Ozzy. Didn't put down Dio. Didn't put down Rob Halford. Not at all. I will agree. I worked in radio for 25 years, so I kind of have a little bit more knowledge on this. Metallica is by far the biggest dogs in the world of rock and roll. Of all time? He's not saying that. He's not saying that. Re- really, Metallica is the training wheels of metal? Interesting. So today's metal bands like Lamb of God, that's better than Metallica. Metallica did things that bands were not doing when they started. And, I, and look, I, I'm not the world's biggest Metallica fan. I like ACDC actually more than I like Metallica. You know who else I like more than Metallica? I like Leonard Skinner more than Metallica. But when it comes to metal, in the metal category, it's Metallica. Sorry, not sorry. It's true. If I had, if somebody offered me tickets to go see Rob Halford and Jews Priest, Ronnie James, I'd probably go see Dio because I'm seeing a dead man. Ozzy, I've seen Ozzy, and Ozzy's no good in concert anymore. I would go see Metallica tomorrow. Ozzy's terrible in concert now. Now, in another 20 years, maybe Metallica will reach the Ozzy stage where they're no good in concert anymore. But right now, Metallica can print money with their concert tickets. Uh, I've been listening to metal since 87, and I can uh, honestly swear that Metallica is the biggest. The vast majority of metal nowadays is are heaping piles of dog shit. If you look at the term... Swing and a miss on Wikipedia. It shows pictures of most metal bands. Uh, Metallica is to metal as the Yankees are to baseball. That's a ooh, that's a good way to put it there. I mean, look, look. I'm the world's biggest George Strait fan. Is he the god of country music? 
No. No. Not by a long shot. He, sta- he, he stands in a long line of gods when it comes to country music. When it comes to metal music, Metallica doesn't really stand behind anybody. If they stand behind anybody, they stand behind Judas, or not Judas, but Black Sabbath. Because I'll say that Black Sabbath was probably the first true metal band that was out there. But just because you're first doesn't mean you're the best. Uh, just growling and going kathunk kathunk yard doesn't make make it good. I can't stand the majority of metal past the year 2000. Vocals are horrible. Guitar tones are all the same. It's shit. Well, I can say the same thing about country music after about that same year, unless it's George Strait. C.D. Gatons is there behind Megadeth, even though Megadeth was formed. By a member of Metallica that got kicked out. George Strait also gives nothing but straight answers on like LGBTQ. Gojira is the best metal going these days. Now look, look. Talking to look. Everybody can have their presence. Or, or the, the, their 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 favorites. Okay, everybody can have. But when you say something is the best, the big dogs, if you will, okay, that usually means people have heard of them. This is no offense to Gojira or whoever. Somebody can come out tomorrow and say, oh, I found this new artist. Who's this new artist I found in country music? I found this chick. I I like her music. Uh, Hold on. Let me see. Recently added. Uh, where the hell is it here? That ain't it. Morgan Wade. I like this gal's voice. I think she's fantastic. I think she's awesome. She's not the greatest female country singer of all time. She's not the big dog of country music. Metallica triggers me, overplayed, and lost their way. They aren't metal anymore. Well, I can't blame them for that. I can blame radio stations for it. I can blame my industry that I I love so much. We know these bands have nothing. Oh, I haven't done that in a long time. Where is that at? Oh, man. Oh, where, where do I have that at? Oh, I don't. Shit, 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 shit. Oh, here it is. <laughs> None of these bands have anything on Packy Rock. Do you resident or subsebara cheater? Tumlong kesari must lehonge katam. Kat 
बताता हूँ मैं पी आई ए की कसम गुर्बत को खत्म करना सीखा रहमान से गरीबों को बैन कर मसला हल ईमान से जिस रिश्ते केस को के उसको अंदर करना है गवर्नमेंट जॉब हर एक मजलूम को दूंगा उनके जॉब के लिए छह लाख तो लूंगा जब चाहूँ मैं फॉरन स्ट्राइक की कॉल दू एक इशारे आरोप जनानी बिका कौन मेरे बच्चे दुबई और लंडन में सेट है ड्रोन तुम आरोप मेरी सिक्योरिटी टेट है Man, oh man, we haven't heard the Pakistani rap in a long time. Did he just say new resident? I think he mentioned Matthew McConaughey in there somewhere too. Uh, thank you. Come again. Uh, by the way, last story here before we go to Celebrity Ass Deathmatch. And then we have Cover Song Friday, of course. Uh, we started the show off with Tainted Love, which, by the way, is by Soft Cell, which is one of the greatest cover songs of all time. Everybody thinks it's theirs? Nope, not so fast, my friend. We'll start with three great, great country songs, and then the other three are fantastic. You'll have to wait to get to. Um, your governor there in California, Gavin Newsom, Man, oh, man, did he have a good Thanksgiving. He stayed at a $29,000 a night villa. Just so happens to be owned by a Russian ogolark who is admitted to be a tax evader. He owes over $248 million in taxes. Wow. Yes, Gavin Newsom went to Cabo San Lucas after extending California's state of emergency. He stayed in a 10,000-square-foot vacation home. Oleg Tinkoff is the person that owns the house. He falsely reported his net worth when he renounced his U.S. citizenship three days after selling $192 million in shares. Of his Tinkoff credit services. Man, oh man, isn't that something? Hey, another big election coming up soon. Uh, Metallica may not be the best, but they are far the most influential if you look at the following that they have. Shit, I like Metallica and I know how to play some of their songs. It may not be in my top 10 or top 25 bands, but they influenced me. Korn probably has been one of the most influential bands. So I started listening to them as a teenager, and they're the reason why I play guitar now. I don't play that kind of music, but after hearing their music and feeling the pain in the lyrics, I was able to relate to it. Yes. I'd rather live to Bouncing Banana than most metal. Metal now is just repetitive jackhammer guitar every song with muddy Appregated uh, intervals covered up by bad vocals. Riffs are just the same junk a junk a junk that Pantera and Metallica pioneered, but the music structure has gotten stagnant and boring. All right, with that being said, let's do it. We have to get to it, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages. It is that time again. Time. God damn it, push the right buttons, Arnie. For celebrity. 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 Ass. 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 
the Mount Rushmore of Karate Man. That's right. We're doing the Mount Rushmore of famous karate men on TV and the movies. Now, now I say karate. I don't know karate, but I know karate. And these guys might not all do karate, but they do martial arts. And, well, that's good enough for me. Let's get it on. So it is the Mount Rushmore of karate men. Ah, see? Okay, okay, all right, all right, we got it. Mike D says, okay, Bruce Lee is a face question. Who's second? All right, first matchup. This one should be easy. We've got Bruce Lee, and he is taking on. I mean, Enter the Dragon, the greatest martial artist of all time, Bruce Lee. Ooh, I like that. Mount Rushmore military man. I've got one for next week, sidekicks. We've never done the Mount Rushmore of sidekicks. God bless your soul for busting out the kapuya. Kapuya, kapuya! All right, so we got Bruce Lee taking on Jackie Chan. Bruce Lee versus Jackie Chan ass family. Who ya got? no-brainer right there. Bruce Lee wins. He just said, Kapoya! Kapoya! Jackie Chan didn't stand a chance. All right, next matchup. Oh, man. Let me just tell you. This one, I'm very proud of myself for this one and another one coming up later. You ready? From the Karate Kid franchise, I ask you, ask family, who is the better karate man? Is it Johnny Lawrence, or is it his sensei, John Kreese? Both of the Cobra Kai Dojo. Johnny Lawrence versus John Kreese. Ask family, who you got? Tommy's listening. Oh, Stack, are you can answer? This isn't Cobra Kai. This is the entire thing. 
Look at that ass family. Oh my God. Johnny Lawrence says Paya. over his sensei and moves on. Johnny Lawrence moves on. Now we have a matchup of old school versus a little newer of school, but not that new school. We have the one, the only, former Texas Ranger known as Walker, the invincible, the man who's never done a push-up. He's pushed the rest of the world down, Chuck Norris, taking on Jet Li from Lethal Weapon and some other karate movies. Chuck Norris versus Jet Li, ass family. Who ya got? Got a winner, ass family. Kapuya, kapuya. Uh, Chuck Norris won that one pretty easy. Yeah, it, that, that wasn't very. I, I, I should have stopped it a little sooner. You're right, Mike. Our final matchup in the first round. I didn't let you people down. The dog that was created with the the great one of the greatest cartoon catchphrases ever of Hacha Chicha and voiced by Scatman Carruthers, the one, the only, Hong Kong Fui. And he's taking on a bunch of turtles. They might be ninjas, but they're still turtles. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles taking on the one and only Hong Kong Fui. Ask family, who ya got?
All right, now we got to figure out who gets on the mountain. Our first matchup, oh, it's a doozy. It's a tough one-ass family. We've got the one and only Bruce Lee taking on Sensei Johnny Lawrence. He's a sensei now. Johnny Lawrence, formerly of the Cobra Kai Dojo, taking on Bruce Lee as family. Who you got? No, no, we don't do banana phone till the end. We've still got a whole other list to get to on the other side. Okay, stop the fight. Yeah, let's go ahead and just stop the fight. We'll just stop it. There we go. Bruce Lee moves on. Bruce Lee is on the Mount Rushmore of Karate Man. The next one will be the next spot on the Mount Rushmore of Karate Man. Will it be the man whose tears have been known to cure cancer? It's just too bad Chuck Norris has never cried. Taking on the crime-fighting janitor who also is a dog who changes in a file cabinet, the one and only Hong Kong Fui. Chuck Norris, Hong Kong Fui, ask family who you got. Stop it. Just stop it already, would you? You know, I used to be proud of the ass family, but not for that beating they put down on a dog. My God, Hong Kong Fu is just a simple dog, and he got trounced by Chuck Norris. <laughs> so, Bruce Lee, Chuck Norris, I mean, that, that one's a shocker that they are on the Mount Rushmore of Karate Men. We have the second round coming up in the next break after we play cover songs on this Friday here at Arnie Radio. Dot, oh, goddamn, the screen moved. Dot com.
this valley they say you are going I shall miss your bright eyes and your smile For you say you were taking the sunshine That has brightened our path for a while So come sit by my side if you love me Do not hasten to bid me adieu But remember the Red River Valley And the cowboy who loved you so Sit by my side if you love me Do not hasten to bid me adieu But remember the Red River Valley And the cowboy who loved you so true No Seven Spanish angels took a 
country songs of all time the red river valley including the yodeling and then uh, one of the one cover that i found i think i didn't think i'd like cuz i'm not a big chris stapleton fan but one year at the academy of country music awards he started singing and i, I and that seven spanish angels is truly one of my all time favorite songs i love the song and the original version with Ray Charles and Willie Nelson. Not many people realize it, that Ray Charles was a huge fan of country music. His first album was uh, a country album. Modern Sounds of Today's Country and Western Music. Something like that was the title of it. And he did the duet with Willie Nelson, Seven Spanish. And it's one of, like I said, it's one of my all-time favorite songs. And I don't like it when people fuck with, you know, one of the greatest songs ever. Like, if anybody ever did, like, even when George Strait did Does Fort Worth Ever Cross Your Mind with Vince Gill, it was not that good because Vince Gill ruined that shit. But Chris Stapleton comes out and he starts singing. He's very, very soulful in his singing. So you needed a real country voice to come in. And I remember I was watching it like, they better not fuck this up. And all of a sudden, Dwight Yoakam walked out, and I'm like, fucking sold. I'm like, that is, that's marvelous. So... There you go. Those were the cover songs there. I've got uh, three more coming up after the next break, after we do the second round uh, of Celebrity Ass Deathmatch. Another great black country singer is Charlie Pride. Absolutely. Charlie Pride's the shit, dude. Come on. we got You got nothing but love for Charlie Pride here. Part owner of the Rangers. Well, sad to see him go last year. I'm sad. Uh, all right. Now, speaking of celebrities who happen to be black, Dave Chappelle. In the news again. It's so funny how things can change in just the flick of a finger. Dave Chappelle, you remember he was going to uh, donate a bunch of money to his former uh, high school in Washington, D.C. It's a performing high school, and they were going to rename the the auditorium after him. He was going to give him like $100,000. Then his special, The Closer, came out where he said, where, where we found out that jokes actually kill people now, which I didn't know about before. And I've been in the comedy world for almost 30 years. So it, it, it blows my mind. Um, but they, they said, no, no thanks. We don't want your money, and we will walk out of school and never come back here if you name the auditorium after. So Dave Chappelle said, okay, here's, here's what we do. We'll do a little contest. I'm going to donate the money, and my fans will donate money. If you can raise more money, I'll walk away. Everybody gets the money, though. The school gets all the money. The school is the Duke Ellington School of the Arts. Well, 
it seems that the high school now has U-turned and decides to stand by Dave Chappelle and will rename the theater after him despite the punk-ass kids and their bullshit. He urged people to donate to Duke Ellington, uh, starting whether, uh, stating whether they are in favor or against him. They will stand, the school will stand by the decision to name the auditorium after him, which I think is a, 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 such a great thing. It's a good honor. And you know what? Good. Good to stand up to this. We've talked about it. We've talked about how bullying is good. And you know what? It is. You know why? Because we're all getting bullied right now. We are all getting bullied, like it or not. You are getting bullied by the very, very vocal minority out there. Now it's time to do what Dave Chappelle has done. And that is stand up to this vocal minority and say enough is enough. Now, it doesn't necessarily have to be our way or the highway. You see, that's where the vocal minority comes in, where they say, hey, it has to be our way, otherwise we're canceling you. Well, I think we've had it with fucking cancel culture. I truly believe it. Some guy yesterday was trying to go after Hollywood uh, and Mel Gibson. They said, oh, there's really not a cancel culture out there. Mel Gibson, with his anti-Semitism, he hasn't been canceled yet. Well, if you think about it, Mel Gibson has been kind of canceled. Most of his movies now are, are direct release to streaming services. And this one guy is upset that, that they've approached Mel Gibson to direct the last of the next lethal weapon. Well, and, and this guy's opposed to it. And, and I want to look at him and go, do, do you not realize that he was in the first, what, 16 lethal weapons? Of course they're going to have him. Otherwise, people won't go. You see, you see, Hollywood, I hate to say this. I hate to break this to people. And I know that actors are, are artists and they're performing and they're doing their thing. But you see, when a movie gets made, it's not made to be put into a, a museum, Okay. It's made so people will go see it. And when they go see it, they'll pay money. You see, because Hollywood, I know this is going to piss people off here. Psst. Hollywood wants to make money. Yeah, I know. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that weird? And you see, you see, if you don't have Mel Gibson as part of the last or the upcoming, which will be last lethal weapon. Um, real quick. People aren't going to see it. I.E. Point break. Remember that thing? And I bring that up because it's great. Yesterday, I uh, was sitting around the house. There wasn't anything really on that I cared to watch. And then I saw Point Break was on. I was like, oh, fuck, which one? And it's the original one, Viacom Diaz. The one with Special Agent Johnny Utah, Bodie, 
the president. It's a fucking great movie, okay? It's right up there with Roadhouse. I mean, yeah, it, it's not the greatest movie of all time, like Roadhouse. By the way, they did that. Tyler Sheridan listens to this show. The guy who created uh, uh, Yellowstone listens to this show because they had a part in last week's episode or two weeks ago where he's driving Jimmy to Texas. And he talks about the greatest movie of all time. Roadhouse. Damn right. But you see, you see, you can't make Roadhouse again. Why? Because Patrick Swayze's dead. But they tried to remake Point Break and update it and make it eco-terrorism and all this kind of shit. You know what happened in that movie? It failed. The people that were in that movie are no longer in movies. So Hollywood is learning, hey, we can't just restart a, 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 a classic. So yes, of course, Mel Gibson will be part of the next Lethal Weapon movie. And good for Hollywood to say, shut up, vocal minority. This is what we need to do. Hey, we hear you. And we're not, we're, we're not going to, uh, we understand what you're saying. You don't like being picked on. And there are certain things that we can do as a society, like, like, like not throwing transgendered people on an island somewhere. I can live with that. If transgenders want to be transgender, you be transgender all you want. But you see, you're different. See, like me, I'm a fat guy. I could choose to lose the weight if I wanted to. I could. There's some fat people out there that says, no, no, I'm genetically this way. No, it's, I, I, I could choose to lose the weight if I wanted to. But, hey, you want to make, keep making it hard for me to find clothes? That's fine. You want to make jokes at my expense because I'm fat? That's fine. I'm okay with it. All right? It doesn't keep me in bed all day. And this is where transgenders and people that get picked on because they're different, they need to understand. They need to go back to the old days and the old ways where we said things like sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt them. Why? Because of rule, brand new rule number three on the Arnie State Show, which states, fuck your feelings. God, we're such a weak and soft society. I am so happy that Dave Chappelle stood up for himself this entire time, hasn't backed down. Netflix didn't back down and pull his special off. That gives me hope. And the hope is that there are enough people paying attention that say, hey, look at that. They stood up to the cancel world, and they won. Now, now, if, if you want to walk down the street with a little box for a mustache and you're goose-stepping and you're wearing brown shirts and society wants to cancel you, hey, you, you try to stand your ground, but they aren't, you're not going to win that one because that's just dumb. You stand up for yourself. Start fighting back. Silent majority start fighting back like Dave Chappelle did. Because if the vocal minority keeps getting their way, we're screwed. We're pigeonholed everywhere we go. 
You see, the old saying goes, majority rules with consent of the minority. Now it's minority rules, period. No, we got to change that. We got to change that shit quick. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, what patent-like strategy from Big Dave? Uh, v Coop says, point a gun at people's heads and force them to do something, and you'll get away with it for a while. Eventually, you'll run into someone who will fight back, and that's what's starting to finally happen. And I am so happy. Lethal Weapon Without Mel is just another bad, <laughs> bad asses sequel. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're right about that fucking that movie bad the movie badass with uh, Danny Trejo and Donald Glover. Well, that's just garbage. Twitter rules with the consent of shut your hole. Well, and and look here, here's the thing. Here's the thing with so when it comes down to social media, I have gone as far as I can go with social media right now because. TikTok pisses me off. You know, they take my jokes down, and I see stuff up there that's a million times worse than the shit I say. But it's still a good place for me to advertise this show because, once again, once again, this show is is my business. You see, that's why Hollywood, they need to realize it's show business. It's not show friends. It's not show pals. It's show business. We need to all grow up a little bit. And, hey, I'm included in there. I I know I've said some things that have crossed lines. I'd be more than willing to listen to people and say, hey, what? there are certain words I don't say on this show. I I don't feel like I have the freedom of speech, but I know what it means. If I do say the wrong thing, this is the beauty part about America. This is why I love America so much and Americans is that if you do or say something that goes too far, the people that are your audience will turn you off, i.e., the market decides. That's my favorite part about living in America. I'm about to do a story about Burger King here. And I'm doing it, A, because there's something involved that pisses me off. And B, I can't stand Burger King, but I know people like it. You see, I'm trying to draw mass appeal. Now, if I go too far for some of that mass appeal, and you guys say, Arnie, you went too far, then I'll have to end up learning how to walk it back. That's not me backing down. That's my audience my quote-unquote customers saying that's even too much for them. Now, with this group, I don't know what's too much. (laughs) I mean, honestly, some of the jokes that y'all have sent me make me blush. But another reason why I love you guys, because you guys aren't afraid. See, right now they're going through something over in Germany that, man, oh, man, 
Douglas sent me the story yet. I, I didn't do it in my in my first segment because I. And, and I'm sorry that I didn't text you back, Douglas, with this. Germany announces lockdown for unvaccinated people. Vaccinated people now are separated from unvaccinated people. <laughs> Arnie, you went too far mentioning the 70-35 UT win and defending Metallica. Now, if, if a bunch more people come, Harrison, well, then I'll have to worry about walking that back. I saw a picture of a grocery store where a man and wife were separated by, by iron bars and a glass partition in the grocery store, walking into the grocery store because she was unvaccinated. See, that's what I like about America. People are freaking out who are reading this story like Douglas. And, and look, this is the reason why I didn't make this a priority. Because that's Germany, man. Germany doesn't have the rights that we have. <laughs> Does Germany out the unvaccinated in camps now? It it looks that way. I mean, kind of. I mean, there's a wall. There's a fence separating the vaccinated and the unvaccinated. You see, we couldn't do that in America. You know why? Because we're America. We have freedoms in this country. And you see, once you get, start giving in on those freedoms, you're going to turn into that. When that happens in America, when we have walls and camps built for people, that'll be my time to go. I don't know if it'll be me going to another country because we are still the freest country in the world. But how free are we now? If We keep allowing all this stuff to happen. We have to monitor everything we say. And I'm not talking about on social media. I'm talking about actual words in, in when we talk. Let's bring up a perfect example. I know that there are a bunch of Raider fans that are on this page right now. With the way the season was going, did you want John Gruden fired? I know some people are going to say yes, but be serious here. Did you want him fired in the middle of the season? Because whenever somebody gets fired in the middle of the season, that's pretty much a death name for that team for the rest of that season. And, and you football fans know it. You want to see how we're giving up freedoms? I'll tell you how we're giving up freedoms. John Gruden's a perfect example. And Brent Musburger just recently spoke out about this. That he agrees that this was a communistic character assassination on John Gruden because they outed his personal emails. Personal emails between he and a friend. And then he lost his job for it because they made him such a bad guy with these emails. How do your personal emails get, get leaked like that when you're doing an investigation on something completely different? Uh, funny how you said German, German is separating citizens based on vaccine. 
or no, shocking, sure, but not so much. That is Germany, the first to do it, right? I was okay with him being fired, but I preferred it during the in off season. Well, with the way the season was going this year, the Raiders were doing well. And they lost a couple games here and there that they shouldn't have. But what I'm saying is that they fired this man. They, they put him up for the words that he said. Not for the job he was doing. This is what this country's turning into. And, and God bless people like Dave Chappelle who stand up and say enough is enough. Stop. And I think the, the thing that Dave Chappelle has going for him is this. Is that let's say he got canceled. Well, his fans would still find out where he was performing. You see, once again, once again, your customers or the market will decide. I know that he played a big show in San Francisco recently, and a friend of mine, a very good friend of mine, young fella, is a chef at a comedy club in San Francisco that Dave Chappelle went to after his big gig. And the place went bonkers. That's right, I said it, bonkers. People were running to the doors to be at that show. Because it wasn't announced, it wasn't that. That's what Dave Chappelle means to people. You might not like him as a comedian. You might think that he gets a little too preachy, and I do too. But if there's a chance for me to see him at a local comedy club, you're goddamn right, I'm going. Right, kid says, I'm not okay with him being fired. He said that shit years ago. Everyone changes. Well, and, and here's the other thing is they were his personal emails again. And those were his feelings. He didn't say anything that he wanted to kill people or put people on an island. See, this is where we are in this country now is that you can't even have personal thoughts or personal feelings that you can share with your friends. I, w I will say this right now. I, I guarantee. People in the NFL have stopped sending emails to each other. Or they're, they're, wa they're watching them real, real close. Text the same way because the NFL can come after your cell phones too. Ask Tom Brady. Was that Tommy T? I'm, I'm not sure. I, I, hold on a second. Here, let me see. Uh, hmm, this is about info. Cobbs. It was at Cobbs Comedy Club in San Francisco. Chef Nick there, he does a, a great job. So go, go if you're if you're near Cobb's Comedy Club, it, order the food there. It's phenomenal. But good for Dave Chappelle. Good for Dave Chappelle. I say good for anybody who stands up for themselves. I, I'm tired of everybody falling down and then expecting everybody else to stand up for them. Enough is enough. We got to grow up, people. That's my two cents today. I'm sorry. I know I got preachy there, and I apologize. And, yes, we did do sidekicks before for, uh, for Mount Rushmore. So what was that one you want to do? Best, uh, shit, I can't even remember what it was now. 
you you had sent me. All right, there we go. Fourteenth and fifteenth, Kid Rock. Best military movies was that it or best military characters? I, I'm I'm I don't remember what it was. I'm sorry. Got a uh, lot going on here. Uh, oof. Military guys. Okay, let me write that one down. It's written down now. I'll work on it after the show today. That's a good one, that. Uh, all right. Let's see. Okay. Let's get out of here. Let's go. Uh huh. By the way, those Randolph sunglasses are still available. If you were on the social media and saw my Christmas list, yeah, that 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 that's what I'd like. Uh, Burger King announced that they is it today, oh, Friday and Saturday. Today and Saturday mark 64 years of the Whopper. And to celebrate, Burger King is throwing it back to the original price. The flame grilled beef burger. Will be sold through by for seventy nine cents. I'm sorry, no, 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 thirty seven cents. Holy shit! I mean, thirty. Uh, honestly, thirty seven cents. Holy shit! But, but. There's a catch. You can't just go through the drive-thru and say, hey, I want to get one of them 37-cent Whoppers. No, no, no. You got to do this new bullshit now and order it either through the Chains app or on a website. Come on, man. Did they not see what happened a couple weeks ago when McDonald's did the same thing with the Egg McMuffin, the greatest breakfast sandwich known to mankind? Come on. Holy shit, that's one we haven't done. We got military. Mount Rushmore. Of, do we call it sandwiches or burgers? We've never done that one. And it have to be all fast food chains. I love it. I love it. I know we've done fast food chains. We've never done actual burgers or actual sandwiches. Oh, we're going to do that one next week along with the military one. But last week or two weeks ago when, when McDonald's did it, it crashed the app and it crashed their website. They're selling it for like 60 cents. What do you think is going to happen, Burger King, today and tomorrow? Your websites are going to crash. You're selling the Whopper for 37 cents. This is like a $5.99 sandwich now. 
that hasn't changed since then. I, I'm sorry. This is bullshit. This is, you need to be a member of their new Burger King Royal Perks loyalty program. Account registration is required, and there's a limit of one per account. One per account? How about you eat my asshole? Back when it first came out 64 years ago, I bet you they wanted you to order as many as they wanted to then. Now you can only get one in a cat. This is why Burger King is crap. Fucking garbage. You can only order one. Well, how about I order none? Because Burger King sucks. Is one of the burgers going to be the fur burger? <laughs> Dick. Oh, I hate this shit. See, and, and, and this, this is the thing. This is another reason why I hate. It, 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 I mean, hate Burger King. And I'll get a craving for it like once every, I don't know. I haven't had a craving for them in a long time. But every time I get that craving for for, Bur- for Burger King, it's always disappointing. Always disappointing. But this was the first sandwich that taught me something. The importance of ordering cheese on a burger. That, 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 that It's an important thing. Because, look, look, you, you can't have burgers without, I, I, I don't like burgers without cheese. That's just, what, what is that? That, 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 no, no, uh-uh, uh-uh. Even the first hamburger sandwiches made someplace up in Connecticut. Yes, I know the story. They have these cool grills that go in sideways, and there's broilers on there that broil the meat. And it's, it's meat and onion broiled together. And then they're put on toast because these bur- that burger place precedes hamburger buns. So they would toast up bread, and they would use some sort of uh, uh, cheese spread, like cheese whiz or easy cheese, something like that. And they would put that on the bread with, uh, with a, 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 a simple tomato. That, that was the first, and I can't think of the name of the place. Uh, shit. But that, 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 that's the original burger, and it came with, that's right, you guessed it, cheese. I'll never forget as a kid, I ordered a Whopper once, and I bit into it, and I was like, something's missing. And I looked at it, and there was nothing yellow on there. Nothing yellow. How can you have burger? And, 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 and I remember I, I went up to the counter, and I said, ma'am, there's no cheese on this. And she's like, well, you didn't order cheese, huh? Cheese is an extra 35 cents. I think that, I mean, like, this is a therapeutic moment for me. Going back in time to remember my my first bite into a Whopper, and I was like, wait a second. This is tasty, but something's not there. And what wasn't there? That's right, you guessed it, the cheese. Don't ever offer me a burger without cheese. That's a slap in the face. Went to this place last night as as my quest Oh, no, uh, Burger King's onion rings are trash. T-rash. 
Burger King onion rings are about the nastiest thing. I've never had onion rings that have that much of an aftertaste. You want onion rings, you go to Sonic or you go to uh, who's he, what's it? Uh, Carl's Jr. or uh, uh, where, who's the other one? There, there's another place. At, uh, Sonic, Jack in the Box. About way better onion rings. Way better onion rings. Yeah, it's like an American that doesn't like apple pie, Ogre. I agree with you. Completely agree with you. Squeeze burger with the cheese skirt. Oh, my God, so delicious. Yes. Um, but, yes. So, Burger King started that. And, and, and look, look, look. Burger King's a fight. If you like Burger King, more power to you. Enjoy it. You won't catch me there. But I was eating last night. We went to this place here in Rockwall. Um, the place is called Rodeo Goat. I don't know why. Don't don't ask me why it's called that. I, I haven't even bothered to ask. Very popular place here in Rockwall. As my search continues for the best burger around, no, I haven't found it. A few nights ago, we went to this other fucking place called the Wells Cattle Company. I've never had a burger that was that overcooked before because they didn't even ask me. So last night I ordered this burger. They have like nine burgers on their list. And I said to the waitress, I said, I want it rare. And she said, well, we can't cook it rare. Yet they, they, were, they weren't buying raw patties from someplace, like frozen patties. They were grinding their own meat. And I was like, huh? She goes, we can make it medium rare. I said, all right, well, I'll take that. Now, was it a tasty burger? Sure. But the search continues. The search goes on. We'll see. We'll say we're, we're supposed to go to another place, uh, the, the corner bookstore, which is stupid because they're only open until like 3 o'clock every day. What the fuck is that? Who's only open until 3 o'clock? I don't think I'm ever going to find the perfect burger. I, I want to find the perfect burger. I mean, honestly, like, my, my favorite burger in town is either Outback or, or this place we got called Salt, Saltgrass. But those are steakhouses. I have to go to, if I go to a steakhouse and don't order steak, I feel like an idiot. Chicken sandwich off the broiler and cut in half, the only thing at BK that's good. What, their old chicken sandwich? Yeah, their old chicken sandwich wasn't bad. But I, I, now this, uh, you have to be a member and all that. It's not worth the effort. Not worth the time. It's a whopper. Fuck them. You know who else I got to say fuck you to today? But today's a big day of fuck yous. It's a Friday. I, I feel good saying it. Dollar General. John, Dollar General can kiss my ass now. Saltgrass chicken fried steak is amazing. It, it is. It, it is very, very good there. Dollar General is opening a new store. It's called Pop Shelf. And what they're doing is they're looking for wealthier shoppers. They're opening a thousand locations of what's this called? Pop Shelf. P-O-P Shelf. Pop Shelf's customers are skewing younger, wealthier, and more suburban than the dollar store chain's typical shoppers. So what they're saying is Pop Shelf is not geared toward white trash. 
Dollar General is about the most white trash store you can go to. But they've raised everything to $1.25, so is it $1.25 General now? Or is it $1.25 tree? We used to play this, uh, we used to have this sound effect. We, we used to, um, I don't know if they use them in radio anymore. You would, you would have a service. You would order a service, and the service would send you news stories so you didn't do, have to do all the looking. And then they, they would sometimes send you a CD with different bits that other radio stations did. And they would send you, like, some skits that they did, and then you could play them on your show. And there's one bit we had. It was called Joey Stupid. And it was probably from some radio show somewhere that had this on, uh, ongoing character. Like, we used to have Nipsey Russell. You know, it, it, it's like when, whenever somebody on this show utters the name Adele. It, you know, and, oh, hello. Hello. Yeah, I know it's you. I, I'm doing this it's for me. effect. Oh, I was wondering if after all these years you'd like No, to thank you. I, I, I'm fine. Go. Thank you. I appreciate that. But like that bit, so the, a radio station had this, and they would, you know, they would either sell it to this company or this company and them would work together. And the thing was called Joey Stupid. And the one we used to always play was called Christmas with Joey Stupid. Christmas time with Joey Stupid. Fa la 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 la. Today, Joey goes into the dollar store, and he goes in there, Duh, uh, how much for this spatula? Uh, One dollar. And he asks about six different things, and the clerk gets mad at, like, the sixth thing. And Joey's like, oh, okay, oh, I get everything in here a dollar. The guy goes, yes. He goes, okay, I'll take the cash register. Uh... Oh, man. But I love the the dollar store is so great because it has that smell of just defeat. When you walk in the dollar store, you know that you were just like, that's the worst place to be. I mean, you're like, shit, I could go to Walmart and feel better about myself. You walk into the dollar store and you see people in there. I like when they that people get upset that they ran out of shit. Hey, it's the fucking dollar store. Uh, am I going to get a rain check for this? Why? It's still going to be a fucking dollar. I heard a lady one time ask for a rain check in the dollar store. Oh, Lord, I remember the cash register bit. Yeah, it was, that thing was great. The Joey Stupid thing was great. But, yes, now... Uh, I, no telling on how much the merchandise will be at the new pop shelf. Will it be two dollars? Possibly three dollars. They should just call all these. Look, look. Put them all together. This is what you do. You don't call it pop shelf because now we all know what that is. You don't call it Dollar Tree no more, Dollar General or whatever. Just call it. The store of crap. Then you can charge one dollar two. You got you got sections. You got the one dollar section. You got the two dollar section. And then you got oh ho, oh, 
the high road. Maybe you'll have to put security at the three dollars section. <laughs> oh no, I don't think I'm better than people because I'm making fun of the dollar store because I have shopped in the dollar store. I've bought ice trays. I've bought pizza cutters. I've bought all kinds of shit in the dollar store. And it it works as well as a dollar product should. And it is, um, look, look, if that's all that you can afford, then that's all you can afford. It's still funny because it's the dollar store. I I can see somebody getting upset at this. Uh, uh, Did you hear what he said on the show today? He was making fun of the dollar store. How dare he? How dare he on his high and mighty fucking throne make fun of the dollar store? Oh, I'm so glad he's never had to struggle. Motherfucker, let me just tell you this right now. As a child, I had to fucking eat food out of cans with no labels because we got them for free because we were poor. So I can go ahead and make fun of the fucking dollar store. Mount Rushmore of white trash asking for a rain check at a dollar store wearing a midriff shirt with a muffin top eating shit on a shingle. Amen. The only reason I ever went to a dollar type stores was to get shooting targets. Clerks probably wondered why the fuck this weirdo was buying a dozen cans of shaving cream and a dozen action figures. Those are the action figures that arms are on the wrong side. Just don't buy ribeye steaks at the dollar store. No problem. No problem. I avoid. Yes, I avoid the the grocery department in the dollar store. When you're that poor, you can no longer pour. You're just po. You can't afford the ore. Oh man. Oh, that's just funny shit right there. I don't care who you are, man. Making fun of the dollar store, that's why I wake up in the morning. You know who I feel bad for? People that work in the dollar store. Because these people just want jobs. And I don't make fun of people that have jobs. Hey, look, we've all had a bad job or two, right? Look, 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 as family, we can all agree. We've had bad jobs. I was a telemarketer one time. Worst job in the fucking world. I hated working at UPS. We've all had shit jobs. There's no need to take it out on those employees, though. And I don't make fun of them for working in the dollar store. I don't say, well, good name, hire, couldn't get a job anyway. It's a fine job. You have a great job. Thank you for being employed. But man, oh man, the people that you got to deal with, the people that want a rain check for something in the fucking dollar store. And, and <laughs> I'm going to keep this bit going because I think it's funny. Because it's so funny. If you think about it, if you've been in a dollar store in the last five years, if you go in there, there that, sh- that store is fucking ransacked. People don't give a shit. They knock shit off the shelf, put shit in the wrong places. Oh. Does work project count as a job? Yes. Douglas says, KFC, worst job for me. I don't want to hear your horror stories because I love KFC too much. Whatever. Those, are employ- those employees are losers. If they had ambition, they'd get employed by Walmart 
or for the cutthroat type a job at Kmart or Sears. <laughs> See, Sears to me, Sears to me was the home of the short-sleeved shirt salesmen. You you can tell like 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 when you go to a store, you can tell what kind of salespeople you get. The other day we were at the mall, right, and we walked by the Louis Vuitton store. Louis Vuitton store, everybody's dressed in all black, black blazers, black button-up shirts, uh, turtlenecks. You know, they look kind of sharp in there. You walk into Sears, thank God the dollar stores fucking (laughs) have a uniform of like a polo shirt because Sears was the best. Every salesman in Sears had short sleeves and a fucking clip-on tie. And none of that shit matched. Sears was the absolute worst. It's okay to make fun of the poor. They can't afford the internet. Or how can they hear you? It's like making fun of the deaf. <laughs> oh, deaf jokes were the best on the air. I remember one time, <laughs> she didn't really understand it. She set herself up. See, this is the thing. Like, if I, if I start getting on a roll like I am right now and people set themselves up, I'm going to fucking take them down. Just because that's my nature. Yeah, the, Sears workers are old used car salesmen or they're car salesmen in training. But, like, she goes, I'll never forget, we're, we're doing something, and I made a, a joke about deaf people. Eh, that's not funny. They're deaf. They, they, that'll hurt their feelings. And before, but I, I, I looked up and I had this look on my face of like, oh boy, did you just step in a shithole? And the other person that was working there, he just put his head down because he knew the wrath of Arnie was coming. I said, it hurts their feelings, huh? Uh, well, yeah. I go, how are they listening? We're on the fucking ra- I didn't say fucking. I said, we're on the radio. Everybody else a part of that show on the floor dying laughing. When I think of Sears employees, I think of 40-year-old. Yes, exactly. What's wrong with short sleeve button-ups? I wore one at 18 while I worked at best. Look, look, there's nothing wrong with short sleeve, but I I just can't do it. I have too many bad memories of short sleeve button-up shirts and ties. If you're going to wear a shirt, look, look, you wear a short sleeve shirt that's a button-up, don't tuck it in, don't wear a tie. It's it's just one of those looks for me that just says, the first thing it says to me is, hi, my name is so-and-so, I'd like to talk to you about Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Because they are notorious for wearing short sleeves. But, yeah, I can't do it. I don't, I don't think in all the clothes that I have, and I am a clothes horse. I, I mean, I, you can ask Brady. Brady Kid makes fun of me like there's no tomorrow. I have three full closets of, of clothes along with two different chests. Still ain't enough room. I do not own one short sleeve button-up shirt. Just say it, it. Oh, that look just creeps me out, and I will make fun of it until the day I die. Like going to fucking what you call it? 
Are you describing a Sears salesman or Al Bundy? Same thing. Uh, all right, let's uh, let let's uh, let's get off of the dollar store. Ah, look at that. Of course, you have three closets of clothes. No way circus tents fit in the one. No, very very true. Uh, all right, let's do it here. Let's get back to the celebrity ass death match. We still have a couple rounds to go here. Uh, let let's see. We let's do uh, get this here and go. Why isn't it playing? There it is. It is that time again. again. Time, time for, for Celebrity Deathmatch! Now, in the first round, Celebrity Ass Deathmatch went great. Bruce Lee and Chuck Norris somehow made the Mount Rushmore. The Mount Rushmore of Karate Men. We will find out who joins those two men right here. Right now. All right, here we go. So it's just well, the Mormon boys get sweaty ride them bikes. You would too, aren't you? Oh, I'm not talking about the young men. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm talking about the elders. But that's why I don't ride bikes, because that's that's a form of exercise, and we all know, fuck that. There's I cannot picture, fathom a picture of Arnie riding a bike. It would look like those two fat guys from the old Guinness Book of World Records on their on their motorcycles. Yeah, that's what it looked like. Uh, all right, here we go. Our first matchup, ladies and gentlemen. Are you ready for this? Because I'm ready. First matchup is the man who does Aikido, which I don't know what the hell that means. I just know it's karate somehow. Steven Seagal taking on the man that wandered the globe. The man who could snatch a pebble out of a blind dude's hand. I'm talking about the man that choked himself to death while masturbating, David Carradine. Steven Seagal versus Bill from Kill Bill, or also known as David Carradine. Ask family, who ya got? Gentlemen, no, stop that. Hi-ya. Steven Seagal moves on. I would, I would have to say it would be the younger Steven Seagal, not the one now that looks like Jabba the Hutt, or he looks like. <laughs> 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 
That's such a put down to Steven Seagal. All right, in our next matchup, S family for best karate man. This first guy, look, he is a true hero of mine. As he was in the greatest movie of all time, Roadhouse. His karate leaves a little to be desired in his spinning midsection kick. <laughs> but he did rip out a dude's trachea. We're talking about the one and only Patrick Swayze. And he is taking on the guy who gave us the, the exercise. What, what was it? Like the, the tie bow? We're talking about Billy Banks. Patrick Swayze versus Billy Banks. Ask family. Who ya got? Mullet continues. Patrick Swayze moves on. Here we go. Oh, this one, this one might be tough. <laughs> uh, thank you, Sawyer's dad. That made me laugh. Uh, all right, here we go. The man they call the muscles from Brussels. Good old blood sport guy himself, the one and only Jean-Claude Van Damme taking on a fellow who drives cars and he's known by a name of Lloyd Christmas in a certain Expendables franchise. Ladies and gentlemen, I give to you the one and only Jason Statham. Jean-Claude Van Damme against Jason Statham. Ass family. Who ya got? I did not see Jason Statham going to get beat like that, but he did. The muscles from Brussels moves on. Our final matchup of the day, ladies and gentlemen. Matches teacher against student once again. In the blue corner, 
wearing white, the one, the only, Daniel LaRussa, a.k.a. the Karate Kid. And in the red corner, we have his mentor and trainer, the one and only Mr. Miyagi. Daniel-san against Mr. Miyagi. Ask family who you got. Damn right he was the bully. Don Joseph or uh, uh, Miyagi San Dojo. That's it. All right, here we go. To see who will reach the pinnacle of the Mount Rushmore of Karate Man. Our first matchup to get on that will be the one and only Steven Seagal, who went by the name Nico in about 58 of his movies. Steven Seagal. Taking on Dalton. Roadhouse. Mm-hmm. Better known as Patrick Swayze. Seagal versus Swayze. Ask family, I ask you, who ya got? Seagal is on the Mount Rushmore of Karate Men. Our final matchup, it's set. Ask family, this one's going to be a tough one. Kapuya, kapuya! We have the muscles from Brussels. We have Jean-Claude Van Damme taking on one of the baddest karate men of all time, simply known as Mr. Miyagi. Jean-Claude Van Damme versus Mr. Miyagi. Ask family, who you got? 
The world is on its side right now because Mr. Miyagi, Miyagi-san Dojo, Mr. Miyagi is on the Mount Rushmore of Karate Men. Holy shit. So the finals are now set. Bruce Lee, Chuck Norris, Steven Seagal, and Mr. Miyagi. Ask family, we will find a winner after these cover songs here at ArnieRadio.com.
757-FANS or 775-376-EZ-EZ. All right, so that, that was interesting there because the first one was a group called the Goops, and they were doing Build Me Up Buttercup, which is a, a slow song. It's, it, it's a fun song. I like the song. It's in the movie Mall Rats, and Mall Rats was on the other day when I was flipping channels, and I heard that. I was like, got to play that one. And then one was suggested by V Coop a few weeks ago, and I hadn't I hadn't heard it until uh, like this week last weekend. I was like, oh, I'm definitely going to put that in. Uh, but that was Hailstorm, Hailstorm rock band. They did uh, the the Bad Romance song there by uh, Lady Gaga. So thank you, by the way, V Coop, for that idea. And the last one was one that nobody seemed to like, which that's okay. Uh, I'll never do it again. It was a version of the I Can't Get No Satisfaction song by the Rolling Stones by Devo. Not a very good one there. I, I got to say that, not, not a very good cover song there. But, hey, it's all right. It's okay. No harm, no foul. Scott says, Arnie, you need to find a soundbite from Trading Places. What, you mean? I'm a karate man, all right? Karate man bruised on the inside. They don't show their weaknesses. But you don't know that because you're a big Barry White-looking motherfucker. Now get off my back, all right? You want you wanted that one, right? Okay, all right, okay. So there you go, Scott. Yeah, I I, I should have that clip in in, in the uh, in the show for whenever we talk about like karate and shit. <coughs> Man, I got this cough all of a sudden last night. Uh, who knows? It could be Omicron, but I don't think it is because I, I I usually don't go places where there are a lot of people. So I'm probably not going to get Omicron. At least I hope I don't. Uh, all right, Hailstorm is badass. Uh, her drummer did a long solo after Aftershock 2019. Dude was fucking awesome. Uh, Scott says that was awesome. Oh, shit, just dropped a can on the floor. Bubba, did you do that? Jesus, Bubba. Bubba can't even pick that shit up. I've always liked Devo's version over the stones. Yeah, I said it. All right, hey, good, 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 good. I still don't like it. I didn't like it that much. I like Devo. I think Devo's cool. Uh, let's see. Uh, Hailstorm uh, did uh, good Ride the Lightning. Okay, I'll look into that one. All right. Hey, you guys keep sending me stuff. I'll keep looking into it. Uh, we will get back to the finals of the Karate Man, Mount Rushmore here, just uh, in a little bit. First, though, uh, we got a few more stories to go. Anna Bay is this gal's name. She uh, spends her time between London and Geneva. And she's somebody who wants you to sound sophisticated because she is a, an elegance coach. And she reveals the ten words and phrases that the upper class uses that the lower class should use to seem more upper class. So uh, we, I think we should go through these. See what she's got to say. What, what, what do you got to say there, honey? You got a little video here? You got a little video here? Let's see. Oh, wait. They got an ad first, so I got I to gotta pour through the ad, of course. If you are not using these 10 words and phrases regularly, then you might not be as elegant as you think. Okay. Now, in today's video, I'm going to go through those words or phrases. No, like no, no. You're not going to go through them. I'm going to go through them. But we, I wanted to hear your stuck-up ass say it. Do not call champagne or prosciutto bubbly booze or fizz. 
Okay, why, why not? You should call it champagne because that's what the upper class call it, champagne. Alas, Morissette will have a career resurgent after updating her lyrics to ironic. Getting locked down on your wedding day, isn't that omni-ironic? All right, so whatever you do, don't say that. Because then they'll know that you're 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 not an upper class person. She then explains people who overuse the word terribly, or, or they she should use the word you should use the word terribly instead of the word very very. Like that thing is very cool, or or that thing is very old. Oh, that thing is terribly awesome. That thing is terribly new. I thought prosciutto was meat too, but prosecco. Uh, prosecco. I'm sorry, I read it wrong. Prosecco, whatever that is. I don't. Even, is that champagne? Instead of saying that the restaurant was very full last night, it sounds better when you say it was terribly full last night. No, you sound like a terribly uh, uh, overrighteous. Doom cough when you say that. Oh, it was terribly crowded last evening. I don't like this lady. She's an all right looking gal, too. She's got some DSLs on her like a champ. I could use a bubbly enema terribly. <laughs> uh, instead of can I have, use may I have. This is one that, that sometimes I might use. Instead of saying, can I have this, can I have that, you say, may I have this, or may I have that. And we always had this teacher at school. Isn't that the space between the balls and the ass? Uh, Prosecco is a dessert wine, and I'm gay for knowing that. Hey, Stink Fist, no, you're not. You added to the show. Thank you. You always had that teacher in school when you would raise your hand and say, hey, can I go to the bathroom? And your teacher would go, I don't know, can you? <laughs> you always wanted to just beat the shit out of that teacher, didn't you? I swear to God, if I have a son, I'm going to tell him that. I'm going to say, hey, if you raise your hand, you say, can I go to the bathroom? Uh, which I'm never going to have, by the way. Uh, can I go to the bathroom? And if the teacher says, I don't know, can you? Then just start going. You won't be in any trouble by me. You have my permission to piss in class if you ask that question. Uh, may I is the correct way for asking for permission for something. Mm. May I have a slap across your face? Exactly. See, you got it. You got it, V Coop. There you go. Now you're going to be able to run with the upper class in society for saying may I. Stop saying a pardon me. Especially if you're saying it because you think that is going to make you sound more posh. Pardon me. Do you happen to have any gray poupon? Now, see, look, look, look. I look at it this way. I say pardon me when I need to get, like, like if I'm in a store and I'm walking up and down uh, an aisle way and somebody's standing there like a statue looking and I'm ready to get by them, I'll say pardon me. Now, I will use excuse me 
I'll say, pardon me to get by, and then when I crop dust them, when I fart, I say, excuse me. So there you go. That, that, that's the way I look at it. Because you can't use pardon for both of them, or you can't use excuse for both of them. Well, those of us who were raised upright walkers who were taught the proper usage of can I and may I, well, la di da you. Add the word rather to your vocabulary, she says more. It was ra- a rather lovely day instead of saying it was a really lovely day. Man, I don't like this lady at all. It was a rather lovely day, wouldn't you say? It's a really lovely day, wouldn't you say? Ain't nothing wrong with really. She just don't like using words like really and very. You know why? Because her mama was an English teacher and somebody wrote a paper that said very, 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 very cool. Or really, 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 really a nice day. You can't go, it was a rather, 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 rather. See, that's just dumb. Stinkfist says, I say it was fucking nice today. There you go. You can say it that way too. Oh, this is one I don't like because there are so many better ones, but I guess I'm not high society enough. They say instead of saying that you're using the loo or the toilet, use the word lavatory. Boy, that's a hated word of mine right there, lavatory. I do not like the the, the word lavatory because sometimes I'm going to say laboratory and people are going to think, are you a scientist? No, I'm just taking a shit. See, that's the way I say it. Uh, Excuse me. Uh, Pardon me. I need to find your bathroom because I have to uh, shit out the kids from the pool. I I mean, really? Uh, Can I visit the lavatory, please? That's, uh, That's such a dumb word. The last one I'm going to do, and this one, see, this one's funny to me because when I was watching The Sopranos replay a few weeks ago before that terrible movie came out, she says, replace the word hi and hey with hello. Really? Were you an Adele fan or something? Hello. Hey. Hi. It's me. I, I know. I know it's you. I was wondering if after all no. these years you'd like No, to but be. thanks for asking. I appreciate that. Instead of saying uh, hi or hey, see, this is a funny thing, and, and this is true with all guys, not just Italian guys. I'm not picking on the Italian people here. It just happened in The Sopranos. And guys are notorious for this. If there's a group of guys and somebody walks in, we don't say a word. We just go, hey! That's the only consonant. That's the only sound that comes out. Hey! I don't know if we're saying hi, hey, hello. I just know it's hey! You have to have that hey in there somewhere. So yeah, there you go. When you walk into a room, uh, you, uh, hello, hello, hello. B. Coop has the perfect sentence. May I perform the Kentucky Double Decker Blumkin with you in the lavatory? Yes, yes. Uh, hello, 
Would you like some hot lettuce? Oh, another one. Perfect. Perfect. We're, 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 taking, we're taking things that we're learning today from things that we learned this week. Isn't that cool? Let's see. Uh, that was uh, rather festive. What, 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 did, what, what the hell was that shit called today, or did I delete them out of here? I think I deleted them out. <laughs> that was a rather bumpy Philly sidecar we did the other day. Oh, oh, CD Gaton, you missed out on some good ones here today. Uh, hold on, I gotta get. Where, where, where's the? Oh, well, you were, were you around to hear this this morning? What is wolf bagging? To have anal sex with a person who, prior to the deed, has swallowed a piece of raw bacon with a length of string attached to it. One end of the string hangs out of the mouth of the anal recipient and as the moment approaches for the anal giver. He yanks the piece of string, causing the other person to vomit up the piece of bacon. During vomiting, the muscles in the anus become tightly clenched, causing an amazing sensation for the anal giver. We indulged in a spot of wolf bagging and had a nice bacon sandwich afterwards. May I have a green bay butter churner today? That shit's just funny. Uh, all right, let's see. Um, this story is gross. This is a terrible story. I, I, why would you ever defend yourself for this? An Egyptian toy boy. Okay, if you don't know what a toy boy is, congratulations, you haven't read this story. But since I have, you're going to learn about it right here and now. Mohammed Ibrahim, 36, met his best friend and now wife, Iris, in the summer of 2019, and the two sparked up a romance. Oh, you know what? Hold on. We, we need the correct music for this. I, I'm sorry. I apologize. Oh. <laughs> Mr. Abraham has relocated to the UK, but insists he did it not to woo Miss Jones, but to take up residency in Britain. Now these two kids fell in love, and it's been amazing. Oh, by the way, he's 36, and she's... Eighty-two years old. Eighty-two? Oh, CD Gaton, I could go so much worse. I'm not going to do it to you, though. I promise. I mean, I could, but I, I'm a nice guy. Unless you were to say, yes, do it to me. Because, man, there, there's one... I, you know what, I, I just, I, for your own personal growth. The, the, uh. You are. No, that, that's not what I want. Uh, here you go. Now, I just want you to sit back and enjoy this. This is what's called 
Munging. Go to a graveyard with four of your buddies too. Dig up fresh corpse, female, and have a gangbang. Three, afterwards, one of them puts their mouth over the vagina. Four, someone jumps on the stomach, shooting all the cum and maggots and such into the person's mouth. They swallow it. Holmes, check check it. Me and Joe just went over to the cemetery and mung the bejesus out of Margaret's dead grandma. There, you're, you're welcome. You are welcome. <laughs> you fucker. <laughs> oh, you know what I was afraid you were going to say? She was 16. I was about ill until you said 82, and my sick mind was like, well, that's better. Oh, all right, enough about this weird couple here. Our final story of the day and of the week before we find out who the face of the Mount Rushmore of Karate Man is a story about a blushing bride. Her name, Holly Linnae Kalindal Darnell. Got more names than fucking God. She was standing there with her her soon-to-be husband going over... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Where do I find the? I find my all over the internet, my friend. Uh, she was trying to tell her husband to be that she was not feeling well. She was on a gazebo, They're getting married. It's the best day of her life. Well, she starts gripping her husband to be's hands, signaling to him that she suddenly fell ill. And he thought she was kidding. He said, are you okay? She said, no. And then she walked over to the gazebo where she started to vomit. Now, that, that's, that's very, very sad. That, that you don't want to do that. You don't want to spew on your wedding day. Uh, then, during that process, she also uh, didn't eat for a lot of the day. Uh, and uh, passed out. And you think to yourself, wow, on your wedding day, you passed out and threw up before the reception because she's gotten way ahead of herself. Well, that's not even the worst thing that happened to her that day. No, 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 no. She had been diagnosed with low blood pressure and low iron, iron, iron. She wasn't in any, pain, any danger of dying or anything like that. She goes on to say, after I passed out, my sister had a fan on my baby nephew because they got married and it was probably pretty warm where she got married, so they got a new infant son. You got a little fan on that. So she came over, the sister came over to put the fan on her, and that's when the worst thing that could happen happened. Her nephew, a baby, started to poop on her. Coming out of the diaper onto her arm, and I think that's what woke her up. Man, I I tell you what, man, there's a lot of things I could put up with at a wedding. That last one there, I'd be like, nope, Dawn, out, see ya, peace. 
Well, boy, do they have a story. And that's what it's all worth. It's all worth that story. Oh, really? You had a bad wedding. Well, let me tell you about my wedding. Where you pooped on. This is like the Mr. Ta- Mr. Chow thing. But did you die? Did you get pooped on? <laughs> all right. That's just too fucking funny. Uh, all right, here we go. Last one here. Last round. Oh, oh celebrity ass. Yes, yes, Mount Rushmore of Karate Man. If you've been here all morning, you know who the final four is. And if you've been here all morning, thank you. If not, thank you for tuning in now, and you will find out who's on the Mount Rushmore. We have Bruce Lee, Steven Seagal, Chuck Norris, and Mr. Miyagi. And now we find out who the face will be. Here we go. In the first matchup of Karate Man, ladies and gentlemen, I give you the icons of icons when it comes to karate and karate man and martial arts and movies. One corner, in the east corner, we have the one and only Bruce Lee. Representing the west corner, we have the one and only Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris versus Bruce Lee. Ask family who you got. slobber knocker but it was too close Bruce Lee Bruce Lee by one vote oh my god wow 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 man oh man so Bruce Lee is in the finals where he will be taking on the winner of this fight the fight between Aikido superstar Steven Seagal and former restaurant owner in Milwaukee who had to deal with the Fonz and then moved to Reseda, California to train Danielson. We have Mr. Miyagi, Steven Seagal, Mr. Miyagi, Ash Family, who you got? Woo! 
like where this is headed. Between the one and only Bruce Lee and the one and only Mr. Miyagi. China versus Japan. Kung Fu versus Karate. Ass Family. Bruce Lee, Mr. Miyagi. Who ya got? Oh, wait, 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 that's the wrong phone. Whoops. Modular, interactive, modular, ring, 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 banana phone. Ping pong, ping pong, ping pong, ping. Banana phone. We are tied. It's no bone. No longer tied. It ain't a phony. My cellular. Oh, bananular phone. And the winner is. Bruce Lee, Bruce Lee wins by one vote. What an amazing, amazing Mount Rushmore of Karate Man it was today. Man, oh man, ass family. Ah, what a show. Uh, That's going to do it for us today. We will be back on Monday, everybody. Have a splendid weekend. Go out there. Be safe on the roads if you're going Christmas shopping. Um, you know, if you're going to go out partying, I know Christmas parties are going to be starting. Get that Uber. Get that Lyft. Get home. Get home safe. Uh, that's going to be it for us today. Until uh, we meet again, remember every room you walk in is better. Why? Because you are in there. So until Monday, y'all have a fantastic weekend. And adios, everybody. I'm going to do a little boot scooting boom.
is outside waiting to arrest him.